Good afternoon and welcome to today's edition of Success Life Radio. My name is Eric Reed. I get to be your host for this episode of Success Life Radio, where we're going to be talking about creating a message to target into your audience, to target into that niche or that client that you're trying to reach. So often as a coach, I'll see people speaking wide and marketing wide, and it's okay to have a wide topic base or wide opinions. But as it comes to that marketing, as it comes to driving your message towards that particular person, towards that particular client that you want to influence, you've got to be very specific and very clear. And so that's what we're going to cover today on this episode of Success Life Radio. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get learning. You are listening to the Success Life Live with Eric G. Reed. Please take a minute and comment, subscribe, like, or follow our show. And to stay up to date on events and teaching, check out ericgreed.com. Welcome back. So the power of a message, really, when you develop your brand, when you develop who you are in the marketplace, you need to have a very clear brand. So often I'll see people post on Facebook, this is my logo what do you think? And my first response is, I have no clue because I don't know what it is you're selling, what it is you're doing, what it is you're trying to reach or who you're trying to reach. And so the logo means nothing to me. We're not in our space and, you know, we've got to set our egos aside. We're not McDonald's. We don't, we haven't sold our 45th billion trillion burger that the logo enough is allowed to tell people what we do. No, we've got to be able to have a consistent message, a consistent branding from what I call our voice or that, that logo and slogan and core message and single targeted message so that it all is congruent where people can hear and see a complete sentence of who you are. You know, your your logo is really just a little icon that people learn to identify with the bigger, broader message. So when it comes to creating your brand, when it comes to creating who you are in the online space or even in the offline space, you need to begin with one single message, one platform, one idea, of who and what you do and now grow off of that. So to begin with, ask yourself, who is my ideal client? Who do I want to work with? Now, if you say everybody, well, then we need to talk. What I'm asking is if you had an abundance of clients, like if you had more clients lined up outside your door than you could possibly ever work with in your lifetime, and you were allowed to go through that list and rank them on a scale of maybe one to five, one being the most desirable and five would be the last you would pick. What would they look like? What would they sound like? Where would they come from? What would their dynamics and personality be like? Would they be men and women? Would they be millennials or seniors or maybe middle of management or startupreneurs, entrepreneurs or CEOs, CFOs, C-level executives? Would they have a particular set of income? Would they come from a particular cultural background? 
Would they be from a certain economic situation? Would they come from a personal history? Would they be women of abuse, women of recovery, men in recovery, men of abuse, men of divorce? Start to narrow down what that client looks like. One exercise that I like to give my clients to do is to trace out a person. You know, I use my kids because they fit on a really nice long sheet of paper better than I do. And trace it out. And then inside the traced form, everything that you want that person to have, their their age, their gender, their income, their social economic background, their values, their dreams, their hopes, fill it up as much as you want. And then everything outside of that trace, put the characteristics you don't want to work with, the things that you find challenging, the things that, you know, it's like, ah. Oh, Every time somebody is this, it's very challenging for me. Like driver personalities, D personalities can sometimes be very hard for me because they want to keep going, 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 going. And I need sometimes for them to slow down and see the process, understand that the little steps create big changes. And so they often take a little bit more work for me than maybe other personality types. And so on the outside, write down all of the personality types, all the characteristics, all of the incomes, all of the age groups. You know, I'm in my 50 plus. I can relate to teenagers and 20 somethings, but is that my ideal client base? And then cut out the figure. And on one wall, I always put the person I want to work with. And on another wall, the person I don't want to work with. And so when I'm evaluating or reviewing or meeting with clients, I'll often look up and go, yep, they're the person I want to work with, mm, not the person I don't want to work with. And I'm able to keep that visual reference of who it is that I want to work with in mind. Also, understanding what your message, is, your mission is. What is it that I want to do in this person's life? What is the change that I want to create for them? What is it that I want them to walk away from being in my space, being in my experience to be? Like some people will say, my mission is to build a hundred schools in, you know, poverty stricken areas across the U.S. I'll be like, great, that's your mission. But let's bring it down. What is your mission for the people that you're working with? What is it that you want your clients to have at the end of the experience? Because you've got that personal mission of changing the world through building schools. But how is that impacting the clients that you're trying to work with? How is that reflected in the work that you do, the things that you say, the books that you write, the blogs? What is it you want me to walk away from and tell other people when you hang out with Eric, this is what you get. This is what he wants you to know and wants you to experience. In my case, my overriding mission when working with clients is to let them know that they are worthy of their dreams. And that once they understand that worthiness, of their dreams, which often requires that we change belief systems and values, then we begin to build strategies and mindsets to achieve it. But over time, what I've learned is I can't start with habits unless they believe they're worthy of those habits to create the change. I can't start with mindset 
unless there is a belief system in place that says they are deserving of it. Because that belief system centers around everybody. So if you would walk away from a conversation with me and tell only one thing, hopefully you'd tell more, but if only one thing, it would be that I felt as if I was worthy of what I'm really dreaming, wanting, desiring in my life. The third thing is create a process and system for conveying that message and for people to partake in that. Now, processes and systems sound so dull and so boring. And I know it's like, I don't want it. But understand, you're the tour guide. You're the conductor on this train ride, so to speak. And if you don't have a system and process in place, those clients, those people that you're trying to influence and impact aren't going to know where to enter and how to proceed through the experience. And so they're going to get sort of stuck out there in that that space, that cloud, by, by saying, I, you know, I really like what he says, but I don't know how to get more. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do next. People want to participate with you. People want to engage with you online and through your marketing or whatever it is. But you've got to be really clear on what they get and how to get to it. Or they will continue to go on and seek other people. We've all had that experience when we're shopping online and we're looking for something and we think we found it and then we get to the website or we get to the, the sales page and it becomes all confusing and you know it feels layered and it feels like, what, what I just wanted to buy a sweater. Like, what is all this other stuff? I just want to buy the sweater. And we, we abandon the cart, as they say in online shopping, and we go look for somebody else to finish the process. The systems and the, the process that you put in place will help people figure out not only how to engage, but what to expect and in what order and what format and in what style to expect it from you. And those are all really critical things because remember, you know what you do. You know how well you do it. You know exactly what you're going to do with them. But until they engage, you can't do anything. I remember when I was involved in politics. Um, don't hate me for it. Um, and I remember one old man, and he said, Son, you've told me a whole lot of things, and that's all good, but you haven't asked me to vote for you yet. And I thought, you know what? It's kind of the same thing with online marketing. You can create a whole lot of content, tell people a whole lot of things, but if you don't ask them to vote for you, you're not going to win the election and you're not going to be able to make the changes that you want to implement into the world or into their life. So make sure you invite people to vote for you, so to speak, by creating that process, creating that system, creating those templates for where they need to be. And then the fourth thing I really would stress is be authentic. I know there are some powerhouses out there in the world. You know, we've got, you know, Tony Robbins and Brendan Mishar and Renee Brown and so many influencers um, that whatever we're trying to create, we always look to the top and say, I want to be just like them. I want to just like copy everything they do. Copy their process, copy their systems, copy their formula, but don't copy them. 
There is nothing more disconnecting than finding somebody wearing a mask and trying to be somebody they're not. I can't tell you how many countless um, blogs or video blogs or YouTube channels I've watched where I feel like I'm watching somebody doing a, an impersonation of somebody that they want to be and I just don't connect. I don't feel authentically in line with them. I've worked with clients who always try and start their story, I say, in the middle. And I'll say, well, wait a minute, I feel like a part of your story is missing. And they're like, yeah, I just don't want to share that part. I don't want people to know that about me. I just, I, I want to start here towards the beginning edge of my success, not way back. And I'm like, people know it exists. People can see it. People can feel it. People can sense it. So be authentic and put it out there. Because first, it's who you are. It's what's created you. But the last thing you want to do is enter into this relationship with a client or with a community on a false term, on a lie, on a misperception. So yeah, being authentic is hard. Being authentic sometimes isn't always our best and prettiest face that we put forward, but it's our responsibility. If we're going to take on this role of creating an online community, an online business, an online whatever. And again, the same applies for offline. You know, my mother used to say, they'll know you're lying long before you do. People can tell. People can tell. So be authentic. So really going back over it, you know, there, there's just so much confusion in the marketplace and there's so much noise and clutter and everybody's pushing something and trying to make it, you know, in this hustle kind of world. And what I'm going to encourage you is you can do it. You can do it. Anybody can. And using these four elements to begin will get you further ahead than you might think. So remember, who is my ideal client? Sit down and spend some time really thinking, not out of desperation, like I'll work with anybody that has a pulse and a dollar in their pocket. But who could I, who would I work with if money wasn't the option, if my schedule wasn't empty, if I simply had all of the potential clients in the world that I wanted, who would be the first ones that I would choose to work with? And then understand why. I know as a coach that often I do not connect with certain people. And I'll say, look, I really, I really like you. And I think you're great, but I don't feel as if I'm the right coach for you to be in the relationship with at this time based on where you're at in your journey. Can I make a referral to somebody else that I think can help you get further faster? All right, so make sure you know who your client is and then understand what your mission is, not your bigger life mission or professional mission, but what your mission is with each and every one of those clients that you engage with. What is it you want them to walk away from the experience feeling? And I know this sounds like, well, you know, I sell tennis shoes. Then do you want them to walk away feeling as if they got the best quality tennis shoe for what they intend to do as a runner for the best possible price from somebody that was authentic and knowledgeable about their needs? Yeah. Okay, so that's your mission with that client. That's your mission with that customer. Whatever it is you do, what is it you want them to feel about the experience of connecting with you? 
What is your mission as it relates one-on-one with each and each individual? And then number three was create processes and systems for them to not only be able to engage with you, but once engaged, stay engaged. Let them know how to connect and through connecting what they'll discover and what they'll learn and what they'll gain from being in connection with you. And then number four was be authentic. I know we use that word so often. And what does authentic mean? Start with being you. Start with your story at the beginning, not in the middle or not at the moment of great success or transformation, but start before the story, because ultimately that's where most of your clients and customers are going to be. And again, to you who is out there selling tennis shoes, you're going to be like, well, that doesn't make sense. How about before I began running or when I first started running, I would get shin splints. I would get calf aches. I would get you know, fallen arches or people told me I couldn't run because I had flat foot. And then I discovered this tennis shoe that really helped support and incur, you know, supported my muscles or my arches. And now I'm able to run better. And what I found through running is that I feel healthier and more alive and more engaged in my life in other areas. And that's why I love what I do as a tennis shoe salesman. Everything that we sell has to be connected to who we are or people will know it's not really us that we're just you know salesmen in the dark peddling products take time to get to know them take time to really engage with who they are your clients and if you're restarting a business or moving into a new area in your business go back and ask old clients What was the experience? What did you like about working with me? More importantly, where do you think I could improve in our relationship? All right. So again, the simple message is really four steps to harnessing the power of your one message. Now, as a coach and a consultant, it's what I do a lot of times with clients is they've got this big abstract idea. They've got all of this stuff and all of these sticky notes on their office door of what they want to do and who they are and what they create. And part of my strategy is always to be able to listen in, really listen, listen in. And I start to connect the dots and I start to hear things. And at the end, I'll say, what I hear you saying is, or it sounds like, or this seems to be your focus. And they'll be like, that's it. How did you figure that out? And I'm like, well, you've got 60 sticky notes. I just studied them long enough to understand what it was you were really wanting. And then I understood how that could apply to the marketplace. And then what it would sound like to somebody that was wanting to receive that information. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were trying to sell me a new wardrobe when I was just looking for a snuggly comfort sweater to sit by on the couch on a Sunday and watch junk TV. You wouldn't bring people comfort through clothing. Yes. So it's kind of what I do every day. And I appreciate you guys for giving me the opportunity to share some of that information and knowledge and how the process works with you here on Success Life Radio. If you found it of value, do me a favor, like, share, comment. I don't know. Send me a happy face at eric at ericgreed.com. 
I do this because, like I said, I want everybody to feel as if they're worthy of their dream. And part of that is by helping you see that your dream was is within your reach. Maybe you just need a few tools and techniques to get it done. So join me again for another Success Life Radio. And until then, as I always say, you are worthy of your success, my friend. You are so worthy. You've reached the end of another episode of the Success Life Live with your host, Eric G. Reed. Remember to stay connected with us at ericgreed.com for updates on events and teaching. Till next time, go out and live your life of success.